Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journey or their work-life balance journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are new to welcome to One of a Kind You, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and joining us this week. If you're a regular listener of One of a Kind You, I'm so glad to have you here again this week as well. For all my new listeners, the format of this podcast is that I generally share a journal entry from about five or six years ago, and then I reflect on what I didn't know then, but what I know now, and how I wish I had known that information at the time, in hopes that would have helped make the struggle a little less tough in the moment. So without further ado, I'm going to dive right in, and this journal entry is from January 26th. 2016 and I write I feel like I'm backpedaling a bit with my patience and feeling like I have everything under control I think the snowstorm on Friday night was the start of it we were slammed with snow and stuck inside all weekend we all had a touch of cabin fever Pete gave me time on Sunday to browse at things on the computer it was nice to have 10 minutes to myself he also let me nap on the couch despite these two breaks I don't feel like I had a break at all my daily meditation yesterday was about having a safe space that you can go to in order to refresh yourself It dawned on me that I don't have one of those spaces. Some examples were the bookstore, the library, the craft store. I enjoy going to the bookstore and the library, but rarely have the chance to go alone. I have the task of creating a meditation slash inspirational spot on my to-do list, but have yet to do it. I am really aware how now, I'm really aware now how important this is for me to do because I need a place where I can refresh and recharge at home since leaving the house isn't really an option for me. Today, my meditation talked about living life in a just-so way instead of trying to arrange things in life so it all works out perfectly. This connects to letting go. I've been trying to let go of a lot and have very few expectations about anything. I've been doing okay but have a long way to go. Recharging my batteries, letting go, and creating a toolbox all go hand in hand. My toolbox is still pretty empty. I need to start learning strategies to fill it so I can cope better. Coping better will probably help with recharging my batteries. So there's a lot in this journal entry. And first I want to talk about um, the backpedaling and how I felt like even though I had two small breaks, I didn't feel like I had breaks at all. So the backpedaling is normal um, because it's a change in behavior. So I was creating a new behavior pattern or I was attempting to create a new behavior pattern so it takes work it takes practice it takes awareness and so in my mind I thought oh well I have this information I have this knowledge I'm gonna be at this new level you know like maybe step three on the journey and I'll never go back to step two I can only go forward but that's not really how how life works that's not really a realistic expectation to have um, because there are going to be challenges and setbacks that test the new knowledge and skills that are gained and it's going to test the awareness and the mindfulness around the patterns the triggers the situation all of those things so will the the setbacks or the backsliding go away no but it will become less so for instance as you, um, as I went through life coaching as a client, but now as I coach clients, 
as they're progressing along on the journey, you know that there is change taking place because they won't be triggered as often. They won't go as deep with the trigger in terms of the negative self-talk or the overwhelming emotions or things like that. So they won't go as often, they won't go as deep, and they won't stay there as long. So in the past, at this time in my life in 2016, if something triggered me, I could stay in that trigger for days, depending on the severity of the trigger. But now, if I had something that was the same trigger, I might only go for a half an hour or 45 minutes because I am so much farther in the journey. So I have a deeper level of mastery. I know what I know, but I also know what I don't know. So that is, that's, you know, so that's backpedaling and that's normal. But in my mind at this time in 2016, I expected myself never to backpedal. I expected myself never to have a backslide. I, I thought, oh, I, I know now and I can only go forward. And then, sorry, there's Siri talking when no one asked her to talk. So I'm not sure if you heard that, but, um, you know, so I just had this unrealistic expectation of myself that I would never backslide. And that's just not how the journey works. So if you are going through your own journey and you feel as though you're struggling and you feel like there are times where you backslide, it's okay. Give yourself the space to do so because as you backslide, you'll learn another lesson or you'll gain a deeper understanding of a lesson that you're currently learning. And so it will help you prevent a future backslide or maybe the backslide won't be as big of a backslide. So if you're feeling like there's a backslide, it's okay. Just embrace it, give yourself grace, and really take the time to sit in it and figure out what's causing the backslide and what changes can be made. So now the other thing with feeling like I didn't have a break at all, my trauma response was so high that I was operating, you know, so the one thing I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes that my therapist gave me that was, that was valuable was that she explained that I'm like a thermometer and we all are, we're all like thermometers. And my thermometer level at this time in 2016 was elevated So where most people would operate who have had no trauma or no significant life challenges, maybe their normal is a three. So it would take them a lot of triggers or challenges or obstacles to get them up to a level six on the thermometer. However, my level was a six at a rest. So my normal functioning level was a six. So any slight trigger obstacle challenge would push me up to a 10 and my thermometer would explode. So when you, when I was operating at that high level of stress 24 seven, even when there was nothing stressful, my body was still operating as though there was, it's exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. And on top of that, I was in therapy one day a week for an hour long session, which was also draining because I would just cry the entire time. And so that was emotionally draining. And then to be mentally with it, like on the clock to make the decisions for my children, my household, my pets, while my husband was at work, there's another exhausting thing to the list. So I was at capacity on all levels 
and wasn't engaging in self-care in a way that was actually allowing me to recharge and reset my batteries. And so that's why those breaks weren't sufficient. That's why those breaks left me feeling exhausted, even when there really wasn't much to be exhausted over. It was just this long-term accumulation of exhaustion, and it took a long time for it to go away. So meditation is one way to help. And so, um, and also with that is creating a space to recharge. So creating, you know, if you have the space, um, a little reading nook in the corner of your bedroom or, um, an altar, if you are very, really into, you know, spiritual things or like I, what I like to call woo woo things like crystals and, um, chakras and all that stuff, create yourself a little altar. If you have a spirit guide that you like to connect with, or maybe you like to sit and read the Bible, whatever it is that you do to replenish your soul, create a safe space for that. But I didn't have that safe space. And so in my mind, it was a place of leaving the house. Well, in a way that's not realistic because being a mom with two kids and a husband who had a crazy work schedule, I didn't have the ability to leave the house because I didn't really have anyone to help me with my kids. So what I needed to do was create that quote unquote safe space for myself in my house. So that way when Casey was down for a nap, I could go to that quiet, calming space and recharge my batteries while she was napping. You know, maybe some days that is sitting on the couch and binging Netflix for an hour. Maybe other days that's, you know, sitting outside in the backyard with the baby monitor, just soaking up the sun, but doing something that feels good to you. So for me, I have girlfriends who love, love, love to shop. Yep, not me. For me, shopping is draining, not a safe space. For me, I'd rather sit outside and read a book. So really take time to explore what's going to help you to feel recharged and rested. And then give yourself permission to do those things. Now, see, I love getting my nails done. So it's been torture with the pandemic not being able to regularly go and get my nails done because I love that. Just a mani and a pedi. Nothing, you know, too fancy, just simple polish for a mani and pedi makes me feel, I always say it makes me feel human. Getting my eyebrows done makes me feel human. And so figuring out what that looks like for you and then actually taking time to do it. And that means having either someone, a nanny, a mom, a friend, a sister, a relative, keep your kids for you to just have that hour to yourself or leaving them with your husband. And here's the thing, not feeling guilty about that. I used to feel so guilty being away from my kids and leaving Pete to care for everything on his own. But I had to let that go because you know what? They're his kids too. It's his house as well. And it's not for me to carry the responsibility for all of that all the time. And so I have been much better now for a while saying like, nope, this is how it is. So I just took a little momcation this past weekend and it was lovely. I got up when I wanted, I went to bed when I wanted, I had what I wanted for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, I treated myself to some ice cream, I did a little shopping, um, I took a buggy ride, I, I just had time for me and that was lovely. And I said to myself on Sunday before I head home, I'm going to drive a half an hour farther north and go antiquing, but I thought, no, that doesn't really feel like that's going to light me up today, that feels a little more on the exhausting side, so I stayed at the little cottage. For that time, I would have been out antiquing. And then after I watched my last show on Netflix, after I took some time to read in the morning, after I took some time to journal, I felt like, okay, I'm ready to go home now. But I did not rush 
home like I would have in the past. In the past, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Sunday morning, checkouts at 11. I really need to get up and get myself out of here and get home ASAP. And not this time. I stayed in the cottage until 10 o'clock. And I gave myself that time because I know that if I don't, then I'm no good to anyone. I'm no good for myself. I'm no good for my kids. I'm no good for my husband. And I'm no good for my business. So it's really important and it's hard. It's very hard, especially at this stage of the game where I felt like I had no one to help me. So I completely understand where the struggle lies and where it feels challenging and not possible. And so that's why I encourage you to find that safe place in your house. Create that meditation spot. You know, create that reading nook. Even if it's just giving yourself time to sit outside and soak up the sun or, you know, if you have a hammock, lay in the hammock. The other day, I felt like I just needed to be outside in nature, and I literally laid down in the grass for a half an hour and just looked up at the clouds and just felt the warmth of the sun on my skin. And after a half an hour, I thought, okay, I feel grounded. I laid in the grass for a half an hour. I'm ready now to go back in and continue functioning. And I had to give that to myself because I felt like I was a little on edge. And so the other thing, too, is that... um, I mentioned that, you know, a, the, my toolbox was fairly empty. And I've, I've mentioned this before. Having tools in a toolbox are great. However, the tools in the toolbox have to be aligned with the mindset that you have. If So any tool that I had in my toolbox back in 2016 wasn't going to be great because my mindset was not in a place where I was an empowered person. I was very much in a victim mindset. I was focused on the fact that I was codependent, that I was anxious, and that I was suffering from childhood emotional neglect. So when the therapist said, oh, carry invisible scissors with you so you can cut the invisible codependency cords, that did not resonate with me at all because I thought, I am codependent. How am I going to have enough awareness to recognize that I'm being codependent because it was just happening automatically? I didn't have the awareness to say, oh, I'm running a pattern of codependency right now. So let me get my imaginary scissors and cut the cord. I needed something more tangible. However, when the mindset and the strategy isn't aligned, it's not going to be a long lasting strategy. It's not going to feel comfortable. It's not going to feel doable. And it might work for a couple days and then it's not going to work anymore. And that was where a lot of the backsliding was coming from as well. I mentioned that I was, you know, trying to focus on the meditation of the day with living life in a just so way instead of trying to arrange things in life so it all works out perfectly. Well, that wasn't my mindset. I wasn't a person who just let life happen, who just lived life in a so-so kind of way. I was the person who had to orchestrate every single second of every single day so that no one was unhappy, no one was fighting, no one was complaining, no one was miserable, and no one would come to me and be like, this isn't enough. I need more. I want more. What else can you do for me? So that was not living life in a just so way. So for me to try and do that felt so uncomfortable because there was so much uncertainty with living life in a so-so way. And I needed certainty at this point in time. I needed to know that things were going to be just so. So that way, I felt like everything was predictable. I wouldn't be blindsided by any challenges, obstacles, struggles. And I could predict how every second of every day was going to go. 
I needed that certainty. And for living in a just so kind of way was too much uncertainty for me. So anything, any strategy I tried to use with to live in a just so way didn't last and it felt super uncomfortable and it didn't feel like me. It felt like I was trying to be someone else. So with strategies, they have to be aligned to the mindset of the place that you're in and and making them so that they can be adapted with you as you grow. So, and that's really, you know, finding those strategies is really such a personal thing because what might work for me might not work for you and vice versa. So part of really being able to cope better was, yes, making sure that I took time for myself to recharge my batteries. Yes, letting go, but it was letting go of the things that I couldn't control. So I couldn't control if Lily or Casey were going to have a meltdown because their shoe wasn't on just so, or they, you know, didn't get the cookie that they wanted, or they had to share, or whatever the case may be. All of those things were out of my control, and I was working so hard to let go of them and really just focusing what was in my control. But in that moment, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what was in my control because I was trying to control everything. So with coping, the first step is to recognize the patterns that you're running and why you're running those patterns. And so in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do two episodes, one that's all about patterns and how patterns meet our needs, but I'm also going to do an episode on emotional needs. So if you have questions about patterns, like patterns that you run, maybe you run a pattern of procrastination, maybe you run a pattern of controlling others, maybe you run a pattern of organization, maybe you run a pattern of, you know, relying on the opinion of others to make decisions, whatever the case may be. If you have questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram or send me an email. You can get to my email through my website, which is kimkeen.com. And I will take all the questions that I gather and I will help use those questions. I will be certain to answer those questions on the upcoming podcast episodes. But also too, if you are struggling and you feel like you need guidance or help, please reach out. I am a certified life coach and I would love to, to coach you if you feel as though that might be something that would be beneficial to you. We can hop on a call, have a chat, no pressure to sign up as a client. But if I can even just give you some little tidbits that would be easy to take away so that you could have insight to make the journey less of a struggle, I'd be happy to do that too. The offer still is there if anybody wants to coach, to be coached live on air um, with me on this podcast. I would love it. I think it would be so brave and courageous, but also so helpful to our other listeners because most of the time, we're all struggling with the same thing. So it'll be so helpful to each other. Um, and so that's all I have. So if you found this episode helpful, please don't hesitate to share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Also, please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have questions about anything that I shared in this episode. I am more than happy to email or to hop on a Zoom and chit chat. So thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful and appreciative of you as my listeners, and I can't wait to have you tune in next week, and I will see you then.